Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the big. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th, 2020. Strong hand, golden age, one day closer to an all-time high. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. And yeah, dudes, I am still offended by selling. Everyone, hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat and I will see your question. Now, someone already said something here. I've got a little bit of a different setup here today, guys, because YouTube has been, there have been connectivity issues and it clips out little parts of my show on the final product. So I'm, I'm keeping my eye on something here to make sure uh, I pause if it clicks out on me here. But Ben Franklin, uh, like Stack and Stats, said, Bitcoin Meister, unlike Panic Coin, Bitcoin is a no mercy asset. Ooh, I like that. No mercy asset. Pound that like button for the no mercy asset. Hey, I've got news for you. This Friday, 5 p.m. East Coast time in the United States of America. That's 2 p.m. in Los Angeles. This week at Bitcoin, Brad Mills will be on. Christian will be back. Uh, He's got a podcast. You know him. And who will be the third guest? Andy Hoffman returns to This Week in Bitcoin. Oh, yes. And some of you are like, how can you like Andy Hoffman? How can you let him on your show? Dudes, I'm in the Bitcoin overlay. I can do whatever I want to. If you don't like Andy Hoffman, then do your own show without Andy Hoffman. All right, because Andy Hoffman will be here on Friday, 5 p.m., like it or not. All right. Unique beast. Yeah, be a freaking unique beast. I am definitely uh, a unique beast. Yeah, I mean, you can, look at that. Look at that. Look at that shirt. Check out this Check out this dude down in Australia, BitcoinToTheMoon.com. All right, all right. Moving on. Let's see if there's anybody else in the chat. Okay, people are in the chat. No one's asking questions. Great. Uh, But I'm I'm here. I got your answers. All right, so YouTube doesn't seem to be giving me any weird uh, clicks, click-offs today. So this is great news from Coinmetrics. And this, I love this uh, newsletter, this Coinmetrics newsletter. They have fancy graphs and they have great statistics. They've done the research and they say that during that dump from, when was that, the 11th? When when everyone was panicking? When everyone was, people were still panicking. But when the panic was really going going wild, when Hulkamania was running wild, when panic mania was running wild the other day, uh, Bitcoin sellers appear to mostly be uh, short-term holders. The people who were dumping were short-term holders. On-chain data shows that re- – and you, this is linked to below. You can look at it yourself. On-chain data shows that recent price movements were likely mostly driven by shorter-term and relatively new holders. On March 11th – okay, there was the date – 
about 281,000 Bitcoin that had been untouched for at least 30 days were revived, but only 4,131 Bitcoin that had been untouched for at least one year were revived. That's a huge difference. This signals that a vast majority of the activity on March 11th and March 12th involved Bitcoin that had been held for less than a year. Oh, you newbies, you got in, you got in, and maybe these were, in, and, and, and institutions were quietly getting in for the last year. And then you, you had to liquidate because of the margin call, because of whatever weird excuse you had. But us long-term people, okay, us buy and hold 2024, strong hand 2024 people, we weren't phased by this at all. In fact, we got we were picking up the Bitcoin. And this is from Glass. The, the next bit of information is from Glassnode. Glassnode. They've given us good information before. Here's some more. Bitcoin holder net position change has been positive during the recent price dump. This means long-term investors, long-term holders, in other words, have been accumulating discounted Bitcoin and increasing their positions. So, okay, the impulsive short-term holders, they sold and they got short-term capital gains too in the United States. Ouch! And who got their Bitcoin? The long-term holders, baby. Oh, baby. And when this panic ends, everyone's going to realize, oh, wait. Life goes back to normal. Huh? Oh, wait, I, why did I do something so impulsive? Dude, there's a day after today. There's a day after tomorrow. It will return. Normalcy, one, the return to normalcy is a day closer, as is the all-time high is one day closer. So my, uh, my, my contribution today to stop the panic is the following uh, tweet I found from Cash Jackson. Cash Jackson sounds like he's not white, but he is. It's time for America to go back to work and on and on with our lives. I propose that we have all of those who are at risk and the elderly self-quarantine. Wow, great idea. We have given up our freedom and have allowed the destruction of our economy. We need to be more strategic in handling this. Oh, yes, dude. Total irrationality, destroying our economy for no good reason. And we're going to get into that in a second when we talk about Carl Denninger, who has been a great voice of reason on all of this. We're destroying our economy, and basically the same amount of people will die from this thing than that would have if we did nothing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If we didn't, when I say we did nothing, I mean the government didn't order shutdowns and all this. If people just acted in their rational self-interest, the same amount of people would die that are going to die by shutting down the entire economy and possibly causing a, a statistical depression, okay, by, by the numbers. Uh, if, if we continue on this trajectory, if we continue these irrational policies of shutting down small businesses that will never come back again, uh, we will enter depression territory eventually. But more and more speakle, people like Cass Jackson, whoever he is, and Carl Deniger and Yaron Brook 
and Adam Meister are speaking up against what has been going on uh, because I'm in the Bitcoin overlay and I, I, I can't get canceled. Those dudes can't get canceled for various reasons either. All of you should be speaking your mind. All of you check out my tweet below where I really speak my mind for those two minutes. It's been 5,000 people have watched it so far. Thanks for the retweets. Keep on retweeting it. It's about Bitcoin. It's about how ludicrous this panic is. It's about how this panic is teaching people to be slaves and not to be rational and to not think. It's, it's, it is what it is. So please retweet that tweet. I'm proud of that tweet. And yes, marketticker.org, market-ticker.org, Carl Daninger. I don't agree with the guy about Bitcoin at all, but he is so right on his observation. And he's a smart man. He is right on his observations about what is going on in terms of uh, in terms of the virus, and he says that uh, we sh- there's not there's not an antibody test out there. If there was an antibody test out there, people could take it and see if they you know they had the disease already, they had the virus already, and they have the antibodies that will fight it off. So the people like that can go anywhere. They're not going to catch it. They're not going to spread it. They're great. Um, he go, I, Again, if you check out market-ticker.org today, uh, well, the last two days, every article has been great that he's posted there. Every video has been great. You can learn so much. You can become more of a rational thinker about this. And he is the one that says either way, uh, the same amount of Americans are going to die if, if we continue with these draconian measures or if we let people decide on their own what to do. And uh, yeah, old people, people that are vulnerable, if you're scared, lock yourselves in your houses, okay? Okay? We, uh, the, the, the shutting down everything is going to cause a depression. And what will, it, what will the benefit be? The same amount of people are going to die, okay? Uh, there's a lot of emotion involved with this. He, Carl gives the statistics, so... Check that out. So let's talk about uh, algorithm slaves for a second. You know, I talk about how a lot of YouTube people are uh, who watch YouTube and who create YouTube are algorithm slaves. But I got to say, being an algorithm slave is probably better than being like this mindless government slave that says, hey, let's uh, let's arrest people who want to go to bars (laughs) anyway. But let's talk about the algorithm slaves for a second, because. This is a message from YouTube. Uh, This is a real message from YouTube. You can check out the link below. Important, and listen carefully to this. Importantly, important, due to the virus, we will uh, conduct fewer human reviews to protect the health of our extended workforce. Unfortunately, as a result, we may remove content that does not violate our community guidelines. So they say they're going to let the algorithm go wild. It is going to remove people's content that doesn't even violate anything. And this is because they're not letting the humans that work for YouTube, they're sending home uh, to Palo Alto and Mountain View or whatever. And and that's their business. If YouTube doesn't want to have people come to work, okay. But what's ending, and they're straight up admitting right now that their algorithm without human beings is going to take down videos that don't deserve to be taken down. This is a you go let go read it yourselves. Uh, so conspiracy theorists, 
Don't start crying and screaming, oh, they're going against crypto videos when my videos and other people's videos start disappearing. No, it's just because they've just let the algorithm totally go wild without any uh, human uh, oversight whatsoever. So, But they're saying, hey, huh, they, they, <laughs> that uh, we may remove content that does not violate our, co our community guidelines uh, online. So pound that like button for the uh, honesty from YouTube there, I guess. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well out there, guys. Uh, no reason to panic. Love and life, dudes. Love and life. I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, keep your confidence up, dudes. This is a, this is a time of opportunity. We're in a golden age. Nick Carter, who's calmed down a little bit lately, I noticed. I'm not going to rag on the guy, um, but some of you may follow him and Anyway, so anyway, he's a smart kid, smart guy. No, I shouldn't say he's a kid. He's a smart young man. Anyone else notice stable coins uh, absolutely skyrocketing? Tether is the big winner, but U.S. dollar coin has also added $140 million in the space of a week. Now, what does this mean? I, I mean, I think it's a lot of a lot of it is that uh, – People sold their these freakazoids that can't hold on to their Bitcoin for more than a year. Uh, they turned it into these stable coins. I, I don't think there's new money coming into the stable coins. Uh, I think some people might want to imagine that, and that would make people happy. <laughs> but let's let's be honest that the, the state people are valuing their wealth in dollars for some unknown reason, and some of them are jumping into stable coins from Bitcoin. Hey, that's their prerogative. They, they, they're, they're panic, and uh, that's their business. Bloomberg here says, uh, this is good to remember, uh, uh, Treasury delays April 15th tax deadline 90 days. So in America, we don't have to pay our taxes until July the 15th now. This, just, this news just broke. I thought I would share that information. And hey, so, so well, no, never mind. For those of you who panic sold last year and have short-term capital gains taxes to pay, well, you don't have to pay those until July 15th instead of uh, April 15th now. Great. You know, be, be a C-U-C-K to the government there. You you uh, you people who gave up your – who wanted to play in their little realm. Oh, I value my wealth in dollars. Time to sell my Bitcoin. <laughs> well, you, you don't have to pay as uh, soon as you previously had to. All right. There's good news for you. Now, no scapegoating, people. Remember, there's a lot of scapegoating going, going on on social media now. Oh, it's this person's fault. It's this person's fault. Why? Why? You know, oh, if, we, if this country just wouldn't have done this. Dudes, take personal responsibility. Take care of your own darn health. And speaking about that, Larry Salibra says, Hong Kongers achieved social distancing almost 100% mask wearing in public, et cetera, without government forcing private businesses to close or mandating behavior. Individuals made the decisions on their own because they were convinced of the value. So here, here's something for you. If you're old, you know, stick, stay away from people. But if you want to go out and if you're sick, wear the mask, wear the mask. It, it can't hurt. Uh, if you think you're sick, wear the mask. Wear the mask so you can't spread. You, you can't spread it. Uh, I mean, again, I remember when uh, our guest from Hong Kong was on the show, 
And he said, yeah, it was 100% of people, Leo, which I couldn't remember Leo's name for a second. Leo said 100% of the people were wearing masks there. And this was this is before people in America started panicking and everything. So I am I, when I was running on the streets of L.A., I, I see very few people with masks, and most of them are Asian. So all you virtue signalers out there that, you know, want to shut down everything, why don't you just go out and wear a mask? I mean, you know, take personal responsibility. Wear a mask. It's, it's, not, it's not frowned upon. I mean, you, it might actually be trendy. I actually saw a hipster with one on the other day, too, when I was running. Okay, I see a lot of people talking over there in, in the chat. No questions. It's good. You're obviously all uh, understanding and enjoying what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. And the dollar is panic coin, no doubt about it. And they're, and they're panicking. The dudes who print the, the dollar, whoa, they're taking it to a whole nother level, aren't they? Oh, well, okay. It's to be expected. But still, people are valuing their uh, wealth in dollars. It kind of boggles the mind. But here, 20 percenters, we know. Bitcoin, baby. And we know it's one day closer to an all-time high. My buddy Craig Ship uh, sent me this uh, email from an undisclosed location in Camp David, near Camp David. I almost said in Camp David. Maybe it is in Anyway, he said, Adam, some of your T-shirt folks need to design a shirt with this old 1850 slogan on it with the Bitcoin graphic. Love many, trust few. Always paddle your own canoe. Pound it, baby. Paddle your own canoe, people. You don't need the government to do it. But you don't need to be a nice person. You don't have to trust everyone. You know, if some dude says, I'm Satoshi, well, still 10% of the people believe him. It's unbelievable. You can love him. Don't trust him. But also, you know, be your own boss. Like, don't, don't buy Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. There's only one Bitcoin. And yeah, don't FOMO on some uh, freakazoids altcoin. But if you do, you're paddling your own canoe. I mean, it's your fault. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. All right. I mentioned how there's uh, less competition out there because people are not working and people are just throwing up their hands in panic. And that only the 20 percenters are, are like productive these days. Not only, but a lot of 20 percenters are. Well, I got to tell you something. My productivity output has not changed at all through all of this. I mean, my whole like pattern. My whole system hasn't changed. In this golden, I mean, I'm running, I'm doing, I'm fasting right now. In this golden age, I have positioned myself to be just as productive during a freaking panic as during regular times. I mean, that that's amazing. We're living in such a time because of technology that, uh, yeah, it, it, when everybody else is panicking, you can still be as productive as you previously were because of an internet-based uh, business like this. Uh, Jeff Ashton says, Bitcoin Meister, what are you going to do with your 1,000 Trump is sending everyone? Um, I already spent it on Bitcoin. Remember, uh, since I bought two Bitcoin last week, I, I knew they were going to give us free money eventually. So I, I spent it in advance. That, that's what I, I already spent it. I, I knew that whatever I spent uh, on the Bitcoin would be, and we're probably going to get more than 1,000. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I already spent it in, in advance. Uh, but so, yeah, it, it, there you go. I'm, I'm leading by example. So if I say to people, you know, if you get that a thousand, maybe you should spend it on Bitcoin. Yeah, do as I, I did, basically. I'm not, uh, I'm not telling people to do something that I didn't do. All right. Uh, okay, so the political, the, speaking of the president, 
you mentioned the, you mentioned him there. Oh, wait a second. Someone says, who is this? M-O-1 says, do you think there will ever come a day when everybody understands the real value of Bitcoin? No, there will not come a day. That will not happen. Not everyone. Uh, I think there will, there will come a day when the majority of 20 percenters and free thinkers will, uh, will understand it. But uh, 80 percenters of the world, I, I think... I think a plenty of 80 percenters will end up with Bitcoin. I don't think a lot of them are going to understand it. I think in the future, Bitcoin, that some of these corporations are going to disguise Bitcoin so much that people won't even realize they're using Bitcoin, but they will have Bitcoin. So they won't, you won't need to understand it. I think it'll be great to get to a point in the golden age where um, people do not need to understand the real value of Bitcoin. Where they don't, where it's not a necessity, and they they can still have it. They can still have it, and they can still participate in it. Uh, but those of us who do understand it, and this is the way of life. The more you understand something, uh, the better you'll be able to take advantage of it, and and, and you know be productive with it. So um, you should be proud that you fully understand its true value, and you'll be able to take it to the next level. Um, and those who do not. Well, that's tough luck for them, but still, I think we're going to live in, in, in a world soon enough where even if they don't fully grasp what they're into, they'll be able to, to live good lives. All right. Uh, Hastings Insurance Solution says, Bitcoin Meister, I think everyone will know Bitcoin if U.S. dollar is 100% digital because it's then obvious to all <laughs> that it's the king of S coins at that point. Well, you've got to put, okay, here's something you're getting. I'm going to talk about this in a second, actually. If we really get a Fed coin, it'll definitely get more people to understand the concept of Bitcoin. But that doesn't necessarily mean they'll understand that Bitcoin is the superior uh, digital coin. Uh, because the Fed coin will not be a cryptocurrency. It'll just be be a digital coin. So, And in fact, a Fed coin will lead people in the other direction. They will think, oh, this is so convenient. I can get my uh, UBI this way. Uh, it's clearly better than Bitcoin because I'm getting paid by UBI in Fed coin. So it's clearly better than Bitcoin. So people, uh, a Fed coin will lead people astray in terms of understanding the value proposition of Bitcoin. They're going to think Fed coin is better, but it will get some people into Bitcoin. One, two, three, no scope said Bitcoin. And we're going to talk about UBI and Fed coin in a second, uh, actually. So interesting people are bringing this up. Good question so far, guys. Today too. Thank you. One, two, three, no scope said Bitcoin Meister, considering that uh, hedge funds are run by 20 percenters, what year do you think they will realize Bitcoin's true value potential? Oh, I, I think they already know. <laughs> I think a lot of those dudes running those hedge funds, they understand already. And I bet a lot of them got their own secret stashes, okay? So, but but otherwise, the the, major, the majority of them before the 2024 having, before the 2024 having. All right. But plenty of them, plenty of them know right now, but they, they're, they're in too deep on a lot of other things. So they can't just switch things up right now. All right, so the politicization, whatever you want to say, bringing politics into this uh, virus, it's so hilarious. 
if, if this was really a life or death thing, then there wouldn't be so many people that, that would just be trying to make, make this into a political thing on social media. Okay. It, it's so blatantly obvious. So, I mean, they're so hypocritical, these people, if it was, if it was so life or death, why is it this person's fault? Why is it this, that person's fault? Why, why, why are you you're using this as a scapegoating opportunity? And I got to say, Scott Adams, you know, saying that this is a war, this is a war and, and calling people patriots who give up liberties. I mean, we've come to this where there, there are prominent figures out there that say, oh, that, that person is a true patriot because they're, 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 they're closing their business or they're encouraging other people to close their business. I mean, it's sickening. It's sick. It's really gross. Uh, how, how, I mean, Scott Adams, dude, okay, we get it. You're old and you've got comorbidities. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that, uh, Young people should get off their freedom. Just wear a darn mask, dude, or hang out with your 30-year-old fiance and, you know, pound that button of the person who's going to take all your money in a couple of years, dude. All right. So uh, people are, are – and, and here, just going back to politicization of this whole thing, people are more concerned about the president calling this the Chinese virus, okay, than they are about – if you're worried about the president calling this the Chinese virus – you, you're admitting that you know this is a, basically at your core. You know that you're not going to die, that you're fine, and that this is just a that this is just a social media theme now. You know, panic, panicking, and and, and blaming other people. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, where where was it? We it, it just shows what a spoiled, comfortable resource rich world that we're living in now that we're living in this time of abundance where everyone can be like oh the world's about to end but oh Tr- trump said a chinese virus so that's the worst thing you've just you've just put it out there there's so much we, this is such a great time to be alive dudes uh, where, where you you can uh you can do foolish silly things like that with your time uh anyway it's i i it, just for the people, if you ever see somebody taking it really seriously on social media and you want to waste your time, then just find one of their, one of their uh, tweets where they are like uh, blaming, crying about Chinese virus and say, and say like, dude, it's not serious at all. You just said it. I mean, you're worried about like name calling o- over this. If it, was, if it was so serious, you wouldn't be like trying to make it into a political thing. Uh, and so take that into account, people. The panic... Some people who are, are playing on fear and panic are, are just trying to gain power and uh, trying to help their favorite uh, political person that they worship, that they think is going to give them, I don't know, who knows. Uh, here's something from Steelhorse uh, 2004. He says, if we get uh, the, the Trump $1,000 US dollar airdrop, Start a movement to buy Bitcoin with it. I don't think I need to start that movement. I think someone else will, will start that movement, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I will say that, but I wouldn't be surprised a lot. I mean, I'm thinking the same thing. You are Steel Horse, and, and so I, I bet many other people are. Uh, but we do have to remember that there are a lot of people um, who have lost jobs already because of this. I was actually emailed by a friend of mine uh, who, lost it, who works in the uh, service industry who lost their job. And uh, so some of the people, they're not going to think this is not a time to save. This is a time to pay my bills because, again, like most Americans are already in debt 
and in an emergency, they have no savings and thus they, they got to use that $1,000 to pay up off, off a credit card bill or, or something like that. But for the 20 percenters out there who aren't in the Bitcoin yet, this is this if you're getting a free uh, thousand bucks at least, um, use it use it on Bitcoin indeed. Janost Foldy says, Bitcoin Meister, hi there. Keep up the good work. Thank you for the compliment. And dude, and everyone, pound that like button, pound that retweet button on my tweet that is, is linked to below. It's an inspirational one for the free thinkers of the world. Spread it. And spread it to your non-Bitcoin uh, holding friends. Okay, so people are calling for UBI now. Okay, there are a lot. There's like on Twitter that uh, Andrew Yang was right. I mean, that because now Trump is going to give out a thousand. Now, again, a thousand dollars once isn't the same as a thousand dollars every month. People, you know, a thousand's different from twelve thousand. Big dip. There's a big difference. Uh, for now, there's a big difference. People printing it. A thousand dollars of 2019 is going to be uh, like uh, twelve thousand of 2021 at, at this pace. It looks like, but anyway, people are calling for UBI now. And if the people in the government were, if they're actually working, if they're actually creative, now that everyone's screaming for a UBI and more than just the th- one one time a thousand dollar check, this would be the time to say, hey. We're creating a new form of the dollar called the Fed coin, and we're debuting it over the next six months. Every every month, you're going to get one thousand dollars worth of Fed coin. It's it's it, it's the same thing as the dollar. You can use it just like the dollar, and uh, we're going to track everything that you do with it. And uh, so, I mean, <laughs> and we'll monitor everything you do. And but th- I mean, this would be the time right now. During a panic, during a time when people are very desperate for money, instead of just giving them a thousand dollar check, like which Trump wants to do, start the whole Fed coin thing now. This would be the time to sneak to sneak in Fed coin. Say, hey, it's 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 the way you're going to get your UBI. Oh, look how progressive we are. We're doing what that Democrat Andrew Yang said to do. We're going to give you $1,000 every month for six months, but the only way you can get it is you know, sign up through the FedCoin system, and it's a new cryptocurrency. It's better than Bitcoin, dudes, and we'll keep an eye on you. We'll keep an eye on you. We'll know where you're spending. Oh, you spent it at a place that's supposed to be closed. Oh, no more FedCoin for you. So, yeah, this would be a great time for them to do that. Uh, but I don't know if they are that smart or that creative. Um, and and uh, hey, I, I would take that Fed coin, turn it right into Bitcoin, pound that like button. So that, I mean, I mean, serious. I mean, I am serious about everything that I just said there. So I mean, there's like, I wouldn't say there's a high likelihood of that happening, but this would be the time to sneak it in. It really would be if they were smart about it. Uh, but I, I will say this: probably there's a 50-50 shot that we're going to get something more than a one thousand dollar check. That it'll be more than once. It'll be, it won't be Andrew Yang style, but maybe it'll be for six months, maybe it'll be three months, maybe two months. But more than one month. We'll see. I, I don't give a darn. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's panic money, it's panic coin. I already spent what they're gonna give me. I'll tell you that. I already spent it on the Bitcoin la- last week. That the, whatever they're gonna give me is already spent. So uh what's here? So rational aspect. Another rational dude out there, Yaron Brooks' video from yesterday, 
I, I, I link to it. And again, he says he's in Puerto Rico. They have a freaking, uh, what is it? A curfew. They have a curfew. And what's the point of that? What's the point of having a curfew in Puerto Rico? Uh, He's saying he brought up some good points that you know if restaurants want to, are, are scared about liability, then they should have signs that instead of shutting all restaurants down or not letting people do anything after a certain time, say hey if you're sick over sixty five, if you're over seventy five, we're not going to let you in. Okay, we're worried about your health. We don't want you to sue us later. I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways, creative ways that individuals can go with this without the government uh, enforcing with guns strict uh totalitarian type of uh rules and that's what iran talks about on his show yesterday and i i'm all I, I, you know i'm proud that i've been talking about iran brook and carl Daniger much longer than this crisis has been going on this manufactured crisis has been going on and yeah i, I am tired of it now i mean uh i i really I really think destroying the economy is becoming ludicrous at this point. Very, uh, very, very, very frustrating. Um, and when I, I, I'm glad some people are waking, I'm glad some people are waking up to this now and more people have to speak about this and not be these worry warts and say, Oh, it's young people are dying too. No, no, that's not happening. Show me the proof that, Young people are dying more than they die of a freaking cold because young people do die of cold sometimes. Freak things happen. We all die. We all die one day, okay? And some of us, you know, we're very familiar with loved ones dying and whatever. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But that's it, it, the fact of life, all right, dudes? And uh, just get used to that fact you, so you don't fear it as much and you don't get into you don't because all these people who fear dying so much, who fear their parents or grandparents dying so much, are giving up so much freedom, are becoming such slaves. It's unbelievable, and are retweeting such lies and such propaganda that they, I mean, they were the same people complaining about the Russian propaganda. You're just you're a tool of propaganda right now. The people that are trying to say all this scary stuff. Ooh, those 20-year-olds, they're going to pay. They're going to get sick from drinking. They, they, they don't understand that they're going to have permanent lung damage if they get this BS. It's BS. These people are spreading this stuff now. And it is it is pathetic. More people will die from shutting down the economy from all this BS you're spewing. You propaganda tool slaves. I'm so tired of it. And people should get angry about it. To a point when those people start steering the freaking pitchforks, okay? Because it's getting close to that right now. Real patriots aren't going to sit quiet and let the freaking government crush them. Like, you know, Scott Adams said that we need to crush the young people. The young people of this country, the young people of this planet will not be silent. And if it comes to it, they will take it to the next freaking level and they will be right to take it to the next freaking level. If you try to shut down all our freedoms, it is ridiculous at this point. The lies about this virus, the sickening lies about this. It is a pathetic, pathetic. Some of the tools out there, you dogs, you lowly dogs, but I'm not a scapegoater. 
Everyone, you take, you do what's best for you, okay? You do what's best for you. If you think being a bootlicker is best for you, be my guest. Be my guest. But don't be surprised one day if a lot of people get real tired of your bootlicking butt. And another thing, when this thing passes over, and it will pass over, and we're going to look back and see what a joke this is, and the media says, oh, look, all the precautions we took, that's why it wasn't serious. No, that's a lie. That's a lie, and that's what they're going to say. Oh, all the things that we did, that's why it wasn't serious. No, it wasn't serious because it's not serious. All right? It's not that serious. Old people die. Old people, if you're scared of dying, if you're, if you're not a healthy person, then lock yourself up, okay? Lock your freaking self up. You're bring, bringing the whole economy down for you. What kind of self-centered piece of dung are you? Yeah, let's shut down the whole world so my 85-year-old smoking butt can live another day. Screw you. Screw you dogs who are on that on that side too. But so I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, we're, we will look back on this. And the people, and I'm not going to forget the people who were in, you know, we should make lists of all the bootlickers during this period who said we should give up all our freedom to the sociopath leaders of the world. We And those people will be remembered, God willing. And we list all those people. So for all eternity, all the bootlickers can be listed and you can remember who was the freaking slave and who was the freaking person who believed in freedom, all right? So there, there you got a little unplanned rant right there. Moving on. Uh, what do we have here? I mean, it is amazing the propaganda that social media allows. I mean, that that, that it, and it should be allowed. But so th this te technological golden age that we're in right now, this technological golden age ha ha has just created this environment where people can take the smallest of things and blow it up and just totally blow it up um, like this. And it's 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 unbelievable. We here here we have Gary says Bitcoin Meister. Tell us how you really feel. I'm I'm so proud you speak your mind, Adam. Well, I, I'm 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 glad you're proud of me. I, I and you're a great guy, dude. And I hope to be in Seattle soon. Uh, and it's it's unfortunate that I mean San Francisco they sh they shut down all of San Francisco apparently. I mean what kind of and people are cheering it on. They're cheering it on that it's that it was great to uh, shut. Whoever's the mayor of San Francisco or whatever, I mean, we, we, we should remember who that is. Don't vote for that guy again. Don't give him any more taxpayer money. Uh, and so Benjamin Imhoff says, want to smoke a joint? No, I actually don't. And the people that have been smoking joints and been smoking cigarettes all this time, they're the ones who are more susceptible to illness. Now, how susceptible are, are they to this illness? I have no idea. I think it's completely blown out, blown out of proportion. But no, I, I love life. I don't need to do drugs or anything like that. In fact, this whole energy that you're seeing right now, what, I haven't eaten in uh, 44 hours. It's 44 hours since I, I last eat, ate, and it'll probably be a 47-hour one. And I, well, so I ran today, too. I ran six miles. And at one point when I was running, I was like, why do my legs feel weird? And then I was like, oh, I haven't eaten for like 40 hours. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. When you do run a long distance and you haven't fasted, you do you can feel it a little bit. Um, and I don't recommend anyone doing something like that, you know, fasting 
for 36 hours or whatever, and then going on a six mile run. That's kind of for someone who's more experienced with it, like me. All right. Um, it's not for everyone. Now we, we had that uh, little, uh, I got a little uh, uh, angry there. And yeah, so you, you, you shouldn't put emotion into all of this. You, you shouldn't. That, that isn't the best, uh, the best example I was setting right there. But I got angry. I got angry. There you go. There was there. I got emotional. But people get emotional. I mean, the whole social media thing about, about this, uh, it, it's, it's really fear. That fear is the strongest right there, okay? Fear is, is stronger than anger. Uh, and fear really blinds your uh, ra rationality. And, and that's what we see. There, there are a lot of people out there that are taking advantage of other people's fear. And there are a lot of people out there uh, that are just getting addicted to fear and, and becoming more fearful. All right. Um, and, and someone said, uh, again, I, I don't want to blame anyone for this. I'm not blaming the older people for this. Um, I don't think it's right for them to, for certain ones to, you know, try to shut down everything. Um, that they should take personal. I just, I just wish everyone would about like Yaron Brooks said on his video, you watch below, everyone should evaluate their own, uh, their own situation and do what is best, do what is best for them, but not cheer on using force of the government to make others do what is best for them, <laughs> what they think is best for them. Uh, I, I'm not saying right now, like I'm not saying, Hey, the government should put all 75 year old and over into camps. So we don't have to worry about people dying. I'm not saying that at all. I think 75 year olds should live their lives and they want to voluntarily protect themselves. They should protect themselves. But there are other people that are saying, you know, all, all, everybody else should sacrifice us for us. And the government should force them to sacrifice for us. That's that's And just the whole, there are people out there that say the whole economy of the world should be destroyed because some old people and sick people might die. And then we should spread lies about young people getting really sick from this too, uh, to scare everyone, to scare everyone. And it's in the pictures that they show on social media from Italy, apparently. And again, I know someone who knows 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 someone that has a picture of a 28 year old who died. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and so Amesh Adaja, I, I, I linked to him again. He is a person who does not get emotional about all this. At least he's a good guy to follow on Twitter. He is a doctor. Uh, one thing I, I wanted to say that, uh, uh, the treasury secretary, Steve Mnuchin appointed Coinbase chief legal officer to oversee the banking system. And I, that's kind of an exaggeration. Uh, this guy who used to work for Coinbase is now part of the federal government, okay? And there's a lot of different, I mean, there's so many different bureaucratic aspects of where this guy is being tossed. So does it, is it good for Bitcoin? I don't think it matters anything for Bitcoin that a guy who used to work for Coinbase now works for Steve Mnuchin and, and, uh, and the money printers. I, I, don't, I don't think it matters that much. And this guy apparently was into stable coins at some, maybe he will lead the government to, Making Fed coin. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's really big Bitcoin news that a, a former Coinbase employee works for the a, a high up position in the federal government right now. All right, and uh, something I, I wanted to say: voters, and this is, the politicians love this, are really like 
getting into this shut it down type of thing. Because you have to think about it. Think logically. So many voters skew toward being old. Young people don't vote. So, of course, they're going to punish the young people because they don't even vote. So they're going to they're going to reward the 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 non-thinking uh, voters with the uh, with their policies. And, and you see this. You see this. Um, and so when I was running today, there are not many cars that were out. Um, it, it looked like a Sunday almost. So that it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And I, I do want to say over email, I've gotten like virus spam emails, like saying, be scared of the virus. Click on this. Be careful, people. Be careful. There's a lot of fake. Don't, don't be tempted into that. I don't know if that steals your Bitcoin, hacks your computer, whatever it does. Don't, 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 uh, don't click on unsolicited uh, virus related, uh, virus related. I cut that door open. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I usually close the bathroom door when I'm doing a show because I can get loud because apparently the neighbor's bathroom bathroom is back to back with my bathroom. So if they were, you know, relieving themselves, number twoing, I don't want them to hear me screaming, you know, through, if I close that door, then they're not going to hear it anyway. Uh, yeah. Personal information there. Okay. Uh, what else? Oh, also when I was running, someone had left a bunch of free apples on a, on a bench. I actually took one, <laughs> but it just shows you what abundance there is out there. You know, people who are scared, we're going to run out of food. Somebody was giving away free apples on a, on a, a bus bench. That was nice. Uh, yeah. So I already talked about the MVA was open motor vehicles that, that, that was open. The government can keep that open. Although people were in line getting into the MVA, thus there was no social distancing, distancing, but no, you can't open a bar. You can't, you can't, your bar can't be open, but the MVA can be open, you know, so we can collect your money and et cetera, et cetera. It, it, it's so hypocritical. It, it, there's no real policy out here. It, it's, it's all virtue signaling, the policies that they're doing. We're, we're closing this because this other city closed this. And if we don't close this, it's not going to look good for the voters. But then the MVA is open. So every people are just bad. There's no social distancing there. I mean, I saw it for myself. I saw two people hugging each other in line as I ran by the uh, the MVA. So this is – everything should be open. Everything should be open. If people – if if – if independent businesses want to close themselves, then, then that's fine. That's fine. If they want to, I mean, you can do what you want to do, dudes. Uh, but we're going to get to a point where more and more people are losing jobs. And if things aren't getting close to returning to normal, people are going to get angry. just like I got angry before. And it's going to, it's going to turn nasty on some of these people. Um, and let's not let, let's hope it doesn't get to that. Really? Let, let's, I'm not, I'm not encouraging that at this moment. But if it gets real ridiculous, I will encourage it. What the heck? I will encourage it, uh, civil unrest. I, I will tell you that. If, if it gets, if things uh, get more draconian in the United States of America, if it gets like Italy, I will definitely encourage civil unrest and I will participate in it. Definitely, definitely. Or I will get the heck out of this country. But it doesn't look like, um, you know, Europe Europe shut down all, I, I don't think they're letting any any foreigners in anymore to the European Union. Great. That, that's, that's a lovely policy there. What does it prevent? Really? What does it prevent? If this disease, if everyone's going to get it and it, it doesn't even, it's not that 
it's not that big of a deal. It really is not that big of a deal um, overall because the, the other option of shutting everything down uh, is going to kill just as many people. Go, go to Carl Denninger's article about that. So uh, what else do we have here? People, yeah, I, I said people should ma wear masks. All right. Yeah, so I love being in the Bitcoin overlay, guys. It, this, this whole video is a, a demonstration of when you're in the Bitcoin overlay and you don't have to worry about being canceled or fired or whatever. You can say and do whatever the heck you want. So if this is freedom. What, what people are talking about is the opposite of freedom, shutting everything down, uh, lying to children. Scott Adams was talking about lying to children and making them more compliant to the government. I mean, it, it's, it's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic what he's preaching over there. And some people are cheering him on. Uh, plenty of people are cheering him on. We, we have to lie to the kids why, uh, to, to make, make sure they don't go outside when they're home from school so they don't spread it. It's, it's such a horrible – there will be long-term ramifications to this. I mean a lot more government slaves probably will be created. But there will be some people too who are, won't let this happen again. How, how, how can this happen again? And, and I, again, I warn people, when this all passes and the media says it was because we closed down the bars in L.A. for a week that this didn't that people didn't die. No, that isn't the reason why. Don't don't let them off. Don't don't let them off. Such fake news. It's unbelievable. Future fake news of America. I just gave you pound that like button. OK, so let's talk about the coin joint stuff real quick. This is from uh, Bitcoin magazine. Given the legitimate privacy concerns illustrated above, we encourage exchanges not to treat the use of CoinJoin in a Bitcoin's transaction history without any external evidence of wrongdoing. As evidence, or as evidence of suspicious or criminal activity, we view CoinJoin as being not no different than other standard privacy practices in Bitcoin, such as not reusing a Bitcoin address. So this is from an article, Bitcoin fungibility, mixing, and the legal limits on maintaining privacy. For all you uh, freaks out there that are into privacy, 55 more days till the Bitcoin halving. I link to the uh, Bitcoin halving clock below. I think that's it. I think I, I think I covered everything today, didn't I? All right, dudes, strong hand. Uh, no more questions out there. Good, good. Good to see that. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. Retweet that tweet out there, baby. Retweet this video. Spread the word. That's the best way you can uh, contribute to the show. Thanks a lot, dudes. Keep it cool. We're one day closer to an all-time high. We're one day closer to everything being back to normal, too. See ya. And don't panic. Don't panic. Remain calm.